Okay, so welcome everybody. This is Jody the and Ginger. Sarah the Blonde. And we are finally back for our next podcast. We took a little hiatus. Um, we went on a tiny break. Sarah went on a trip, which she's going to talk to us a little bit about today. And um, she also was tested for COVID-19. So we, I want to hear how that was. And um, I was telling Sarah, I took my daughter on a trip to the store for the first time today. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about her experience. And uh, my nephew has autism and he's had a couple interesting experiences as well because my brother felt like it was time to start reintroducing him to some things. Um, and of course, that's always a process. And then Sarah and I kind of want to maybe just start today um, before we get to those other issues, talking about um, what's going on in the world today with the situation with George Floyd. I know we're a little bit um, late talking about it, but uh, I know it's not something that people haven't heard about. And Sarah and I just want to kind of touch base on what it what we think and, yeah. and how we're feeling yeah, right exactly. now. So um, just I think as a teacher, I really can recognize the differences that um, students go through. Hairball. <laughs> Excuse me. I <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just think as a teacher how important it is to see students and not see skin tone and not see um, any of that and recognize that kids are kids and um, that they all deserve the same kind of um, experiences and opportunities in life. And, um, you know, I was telling Sarah that I've never, ever had to worry about driving through any neighborhood and getting pulled over by a police officer just because I'm white. Or um, if I had had done, you know, what George Floyd, if I had fraudulent checks or whatever, um, I wouldn't have had to worry about right. being treated that way. And so I think it's really important for us in society to think about it and put yourself in that yes. person's shoes and try to understand that. It, what that. really um, hit home with me is just all those moms out there, like when he cried for his mom and thinking about like, can, whew, raising any child is hard to do, but if you're raising one, you know, it's going to be purposely treated differently because of how they look at, I just, oh, heartbreaking heartbreaking like I felt like every mom in the world heard that cry and it made me literally sick to my stomach that there were a couple times when I had to tell my husband I can't look at this because it hurts me to think that there are people standing by while this police officer is Mm -hmm. doing this to this man and these other police officers are not stopping him and there were bystanders that were recording and nobody, and I mean, I, w- I want to hope that I would have the fortitude to walk over there and try to push that police officer off of him or call 911 or something. And I feel like there's too many people standing exactly. around yeah. not helping. Yeah. There's, boy, 2020 sucks. Can we go back? I know, really. I mean, it just, but I also hope that our society thinks for a minute about everything that we've experienced in 2020 and takes it as an opportunity for kind of a social revolution. Like we need to start. It's 2020. Right. It's not 1960 or, and you know, I think about like seeing all the riots and things on TV and everything that I saw looked like what I history tends history to repeat itself from the sixties. Right. And what, what are we like 60 years later and it's still happening you know hundred hundreds over a hundred years later almost 200 years later since um the civil war and we are still discriminating against people because Mm -hmm. of the way they look it's and i i think you know oftentimes like i hear people say things like um, sorry, my dog's outside and they're barking at each other. Um, I hear people say things like, well, all lives matter. And although I believe everyone matters, I don't care. To me, it doesn't matter. I don't care what color your skin is or, you know, where you came from. But at this moment in history, mm-hmm. black lives matter. Agreed. And they're not. And unfortunately, I still don't think there's enough right. people that believe that, even though we see 
all everything on TV and all of these protests and things. I, I fear that a lot of people want to protest just because they want to have their five There's minutes of There's a lot of crazy out there right now. Just a lot of crazy, but hopefully, go ahead. And you know, one thing I wanted to t- tell you about, one of my former students, um, her husband is a police officer, and he is, I believe, and um, he, you know, people are, she says on her Facebook page, you know, about um, kind of understanding it from mm-hmm. her shoes as a wife of a police mm-hmm. officer, and that all police officers are no, bad yeah, and it's that whole. Unfortunately, one that, bad egg or a couple bad eggs ruins it for everybody else. Right. And that's that same, but I feel like that's the same mentality that makes people think black people stereotypes and white people stereotypes and Italian stereotypes stereotypes and Jewish stereotypes stereotypes and female stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And police officer stereotypes. And we're not Mm -hmm. a stereotype. Mm -hmm. And I feel for her because, um, I mean, just the amount of backlash she got from her on her just on her Facebook page from people that are likely right. friends or she believed to be friends that, you know, they have different opinions. And that's what's beautiful about this country, that we're allowed to have that. But at the same time, she like was really berated for belief, for standing up for I her husband like and saying that he's not a bad guy just because he's a yeah. police officer. You know, and I know her husband, too. And I don't believe that he would ever hurt right. somebody intentionally. Yeah. I, no, I feel but... like there's a, a divide um, in our country with a lot of things. Sorry, we got a bit of dead, dead air. Whenever Sarah gets a call oh, on her sorry, phone, her phone kind of now? Um, blocks out. So she'll be back with us can you in hear me? a second. Hello? Can you hear me, Jody? Jody, can you hear me? Hello, Jody? I'm going to be quiet for a minute so I can start. Word. <laughs> <laughs> That's the intro right there. Just after. Uh, yeah, love me. <laughs> oh, God, I do. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Okay, I'm going to be quiet for a minute. Oh, we got cut off, I think. Oh, yep. Can you hear me? Yep. I didn't get a phone call either. (laughs) Oh, weird. That was really weird. Something's up with Sarah's phone today, everybody. So if we get cut off again, um, that's why. Yeah. Anyway, so we were just saying, I was just saying that I think that it's, um, it's sad that she can't stand up for her spouse either right now, because unfortunately that police officer, and I refuse to even say his name, but he, um, did something like you said one bad apple spoils the whole bunch and it's not right you no, know it there isn't. are so many good police officers and another former student of mine her name is Katie she um I believe she lives in Missouri now and she posted and I thought it was just beautifully said that you know there's people out there throwing bricks and glass and bottles and things at police officers um but at the same time when something happens in your life and you call 911 these are the same people that are going to be coming to your door to try to help you so we have to really think about what our real enemy is here Mm -hmm. exactly and I think that um 2020 is just testing us left and right with that because there really is a divide with uh with the racism and uh with even COVID and people's opinions on that and how to isolate or not isolate or if their rights are being taken away or not taken away and there's just a lot yeah. going on and a lot to think about, and it's pretty heavy. And I'm not going to lie, I've struggled with um, a lot of it, but I'm taking it day by day and doing the best I can for my family. And I, I think that's all we can do is the best we can for our families. Right. I think if people start thinking about it in that way, I think that we'll start making some changes. And really, I just be kind of to move off of this topic and transition to something else, I really just want to end this by saying, educate 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 because you are not born racist no definitely not you are not born discriminating against others it's taught and it's learned and we don't have to be this way and we need to start with our youth now and educate our kids that it's okay to love everyone Mm -hmm. 
and be accepting of everyone. And, and I know that's hard, but if you really want to live a godly lifestyle, Mm -hmm. then you need to, to really endear that. Yes, I agree. There's a lot of judgment in the world today. And I, I think, uh, I think the fact that it, it is so heated with the COVID and stuff like that just makes it all that much worse. Yeah, I think you're right. Like that definitely had anxieties already high. Right. And I, and I think like Sarah, like neither of us, we are not people that we've not, we can't, neither of us can say that we've never judged someone. Oh my gosh. Made an opinion about someone. um, It's unfairly or, or bought into a stereotype. I mean, we're human beings, Mm -hmm. but the only way to change that is to educate. Right. And there's a difference between having a thought and acting out. And right. you know what I mean? You can think about things and think it over in your head and go, well, that's not really the nicest way to think about this, but you don't have to hurt people or, you know, so there's a difference. People are going to have thoughts. People are going to have feelings. That's okay. It's human nature. You don't have to act on them. You don't have to, right. you know what I mean? So, and you, you can learn from them and you can have your internal dialogue with yourself, you know, say, is this really how I should be feeling about this situation? And, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. I wonder often too, like I've thought about this, especially a lot with what's going on, but what if we were all blind? Well, we would be one of us was, we'd be running into a lot of stuff. (laughs) We sure would. But I mean, like in, in the, (laughs) but thinking about like racism and things like that, if we were all blind, none of this would matter no it would so so why can't we figuratively become blind to this i don't know and i think that i do think that we can because i think our humans have come a long long way but, but we, have um, we still have a long more. yep yep we have a long long way to go so we do, we do. But, but anyways i just want to say to our brothers and sisters in the african american community and and people of Arabic descent and um, Hispanic and all the other races out there, Asians, I know that you have been um, discriminated against even with the COVID-19 with our president calling it the China flu. I mean, I think that um, I'm sorry that I'm sorry. That's all I can say. I'm sorry that you have to go through that. There's I can't change it myself, but I will live my life in a way that hopefully changes it for the future so that my children don't perpetuate these things. Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. I, I agree with Jody 100%. And um, so it's, you know, like Jody had said, we decided to take a week off and um, we had to catch up on some things and go through some of our own issues as well. And, um, right. you know, I, I took a trip to Ohio and I got tested for COVID and the whole nine yards. And <laughs> um, so what was it like, Sarah? Because I've heard from people that it is like my um, husband's grandfather is 90 and he lives in a um, elderly community. And so they all were tested and he said it was the most painful thing that he had ever experienced. What do you think about that? It was and- definitely not the most painful thing. However, I've also been through a lot of things. <laughs> um, but right. It, um, it's definitely not comfortable. Now the antibody test is real easy. It's like, I, it's literally a finger prick and they take a little bit of blood. Um, and that oh. happens within 15 minutes, you know, if you've had it or you have active antibodies for it in your blood. Um, so what did you have? I was negative. Um, nothing. So does that mean you've never had exactly. it or you've never been exposed? Yes, yes and yes. <laughs> so you so you don't have antibodies for No, it. I do not. Okay. So you're still susceptible to getting it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and then the other test was the swab one. And I think that's what people are referring to as very uncomfortable. Um, right. It, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of like she was digging into my brain cells through my nose. Um, it yeah. It went up the right nostril and I felt like my right eye- eyeball was being poked at. <laughs> that's what he said. He said that, um, <laughs> I felt like I was about to say that's what she said. Um, that's what, that's what grandpa said. He said that, um, it felt like his brain, they were trying to like pry his brain out. Of I was eye. like, I can't afford any more brain cells. Please, please. <laughs> And right, as, as they're doing it, even though it's really not that long, it seems can't move your head right. yet because they have to get up there. So it's 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 re- it's just uncomfortable. It's not painful. It's uncomfortable, and it made my eyes water. Um, and I remember both Tammy and I got done. We were sneezing afterwards, and our eyes were watering. Um, and we were 
So do the children get tested no, as well, they or are just not you two? Old enough to. You have to be eighteen and older. Okay. Oh, okay. So if you get the if you get the finger prick for the antibodies and you come up positive that you've already been exposed to it, do you have to have the nose? Yes, that would be. We just did both because we wanted to make doubly sure. Um, but yeah, they right. would probably say, "Okay, let's uh, let's do some more testing, further testing into this, and see what's going on." So say like, so I guess kind of earlier in an, in an earlier podcast, Sarah and I talked with our friend Leah, who has little Elliot. Um, who remember he has a very rare um, disease where he's one of four little boys that have this unnamed disease. And the reason why Sarah and her friend Tammy were tested is because their families are very close with Leah's family. And Leah has been single parenting it down in Ohio with four kids and really just needed for people. months. She needed for to months. Have that. Yeah, she needed to have the connection. And with, her children um, as well. Sarah and Tammy put themselves through that testing because, you know, they love Leah and her family so much. And so um, that's the reason why Sarah and Tammy went and got that testing done so that they could make this trip. So um, it wasn't just because you were curious or anything no, like that. Yeah, no, I was not. I had no symptoms. Tammy had no symptoms. We wanted to, um, Leah said that if we were negative for the finger prick, um, that the antibody test, um, that we could come head over and, drive straight from Michigan to Ohio and <laughs> spend some time with their family and isolate with them. And we were, and so the next day we took off and went and um, it was great. We were able to hug another family because we knew we were all hundred percent safe. So do you get your results for the nose swab like immediately as well? Or that you was wait a two day wait. And because oh, of that, okay. um, Leah said, cause we left out the church. She's the mama. Um, but the finger prick is, I think, I can't remember what they said, 85, 90% accurate. Um, she said okay. if that was negative and none of us were showing signs and symptoms and the fact that both of us have been quarantining, she was she felt sick with us coming without the results of the other test. But right. we did get the results while we were there and we were again negative. Okay. Because likely if you were negative for the other and you're not having any right. symptoms likely you'll be negative, but you also could be symptomatic without, or you could yes. have COVID without yes. being symptomatic. Yes, so it was really important for you guys to get both. So my, so when you got there, I noticed, and everybody, I know everybody doesn't follow us on Facebook or anything. Mo- most of you that listen probably do, but Sarah posted some pictures that were really moving of her hugging her other families that she's friends with and things like, what about like Elliot is still going to the hospital for treatments and or whatever, and, and appointments, and Leah's still going in there. Aren't they? Ex- weren't they exposing you? Possibly. Well, um, the last to... one they went to had been over a week ago, and neither of them are symptomatic, and it's super strict at Cincinnati um, Children's Hospital. Right. Um, so, so the timing was actually the timing perfect was for actually you guys perfect. to go down there. Yep, we were making sure everyone was good. Um, none of the other kids can go in the hospital. It's just strictly Leah and Elliot, and the others stay back. Um, his next appointment right. is the 11th, unless something happens in between and, um, right. you know, and then, and they take that risk, but it's a very, very small risk as, um, that hospital is world known and they take, I mean, I feel safer going there than I probably went to McDonald's to get like, go through a drive Okay. <laughs> right. So, okay. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Cause I was thinking about that cause I saw the pictures and they made me get choked up cause it's, it was really moving. Um, to see that and how excited the kids were to see you guys. And um, and at the same time, I thought, oh, my God, I wonder if Sarah's exposing herself. Yeah. Nope. We, uh, we talked about all those things, all those ins and outs, and um, figured out when we could all make it happen and what our husbands were going to be okay with staying home without us and all that kind of stuff. And Right. Well, I'm sure it did you guys some good anyways because I think, like, being – cooped up together like that I mean I know regardless your family spends a lot of time together anyways but um you're not all three always cooped up together like that and so it was really probably a a great relief for it was it was just it was the most normal thing we've done since oh geez February (laughs) Um, right like I have not hugged anyone else besides my husband and my son I haven't even hugged my mom or my dad because they haven't been tested yet they're getting tested actually later this week um Oh, really? Are they driving down to Dearborn, um, too? I'm or? not sure where they're going through, but they're going to get both tests and in preparation for hoping to go up north. 
Um, it also oh, yeah, like that's steal right. Michael for a little bit of time, and I have, and I want yeah, them, that would be nice. <laughs> want them to be tested. Um, so um, they should be getting those results within the next week, I think. Um, so we'll just you know kind of see how that works, and um, yeah, it's just wise if you're going to be hanging out with people and there's someone that you know that is compromised um, in someone's circle. It doesn't hurt. It really isn't that bad. It's not fun. We were, Tammy and I were cracking up about it. I'm like, I'm still taking a picture of them shoving it up your nose. Um, I saw. <laughs> and she's like, well, and I, um, what did the kids think? Like while you guys were going through that, like, were they, was it gross well, to watch or it's just Tammy and I drove together with masks on because we were, oh, we okay. I'm sure we knew that we had both been isolating, but just in case. We didn't touch each other. We had masks on. We kept the masks on until we got the finger poke test back. And then we took the masks off for the other testing. Um, because at that point. Okay. We were... Well, I was. Go ahead. My sister lives, you know, my sister lives near Dearborn. And um, I, my kids and I went to go visit her last week. She's been isolated too. And um, basically just going to the grocery store like me and hasn't had any symptoms of any kind or anything. And so. We went to visit her and uh, I, we want to be able to do other things with her as well. So we were, they're going to come over for Father's Day now that the governor has lifted the, but um, I think we just are curious to see what the tests say, you know, Port Huron, where I live, the health department just got all the testing and you don't have to have an appointment. Right. We didn't either. We didn't either in Dubor and that's why we picked that one and just went through um, real easy. It was free. Um, They're really great there too. They came out to your car and masked and gloved and um, right. You know, so it was very, it felt very comfortable with that. And for me saying that, that's a lot because I'm very cautious. Um, Right. But yeah. And and, and, like I said, it's uncomfortable, but it's very doable. It's not, you know, the end of the world. And if I could do it, anyone could do it. So if, well, that's good because I'm thinking about it. I just haven't yet. And I, especially the finger prick test. That one's a piece of cake. (laughs) I just feel like as a teacher, I would be surprised if I haven't already been exposed to it. Yeah, Um, you may have. Um, That's not doubtful for sure. I mean, kids are like breeding grounds, but um, well, and just the number of families that we see coming in and out of the schools at all times. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just, it's hard though, because I don't know. And so like, I've kind of, I've seen my mom and dad a few times, but not like seen my mom and dad, you know what I mean? And they're right. coming over this weekend for Father's Day too. And um, well, air my, hug them for I, me and I know a lot them. of the, I will for sure. <laughs> I know a lot of our listeners don't know, but my mom um, has just, she Your mom is me. About a, She's like me. We're she really experience. <laughs> and she was diagnosed about a she has MS and has lived with MS for a long time now. And um she was diagnosed with endometrian cancer about a year a little you over guys, a year ago. Would have been, it'll be, before, like, it'll be two years yeah. Like crazy bad and she has beaten it. I mean Yeah. The doctor said when she came so it was like a two but it'll be two years ago this November. And when she came out of surgery, she had to have a full hysterectomy and the, to remove the tumor. And when the doctor came to talk to us, he said that it was the worst that he had ever I mean, seen. can you imagine getting and that, that news? And, and that he told us, you know, he doesn't have any results back yet, but not to expect to have my mom a year from then. And now we're going on two years from then. She kicked its um, ass. She <laughs> went through chemo and radiation and everything and. She just went for her um, checkup, and he said that she is still cancer-free, which is awesome. Um, he told her that, you know, I said, well, what were the precautions he gave you? Because I don't want to put you in danger. And he said to her that he just wants her to continue to isolate when she can, but, like, um, she doesn't have to live in isolation, that she can, as long as she's masked and she's proper hand-washing and things, that basically, you know, she's got to just do what everyone else does and to try to avoid like kissing and hugging and yeah large crowds those kinds of things yep and so she's like very happy that he kind of gave her the green light to do some things because she really my mom and dad are pretty active but it's been really cool Sarah because um well anyways my point in that was I would like to get tested because I want to know for her it's kind of nice and you know that's it, it wasn't just um I mean Leah and her family were 
the main reason, but also my dad has fought cancer since my son was three and he's about 13. And he also was not given the greatest uh, of prognosis prognosis and chances. Um, His is multiple myeloma, which is a blood cancer. And we thought we had maybe three years with him and it's been over 10, which is crazy good. I know. I can't believe it. It's awesome (laughs) though. Thank God. I mean, he's not who he used to be and he's not as strong as he was, but he's alive and he's enjoying life still. And that's amazing. So, um, so, I mean, it was also for that, like to just be able to be around my dad and, um, and, you know, we asked his oncologist, you know, the same thing, like, what can you do when you can't do? And the oncologist was like, by all means, go see your child at, um, on Mother's Day and have dinner with them and just don't kiss and hunk, but you can sit right. and have a meal and you know, wash your hands. And um, if anybody has symptoms of anything, don't. But if everyone's fine, right. go ahead. And I mean, it's it's nice too, like that our kids are older because my like my kids don't have to sit on my mom and dad's lap anymore. Or Can you imagine you know Michael I mean? on like my mom's were, lap? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, but when they were little, you know, they had to be on them and they wanted to be as close to them as they could be. And now I think it's nice for our parents because they don't have to fear that part of yes. it either. And the funny thing I say about that is my mom's five foot two like I am and my son is five foot eight. And <laughs> he's built like I can't a, believe it. He's built like a football player and he still does try to sit on Mima's lap. And Mima lets him. And she just looks like little well, arms awesome, and legs though. coming out in this giant child. Well, he does it, too, because it's hilarious. Because <laughs> he has a good sense of humor, too. So, oh, my But I got to tell you how funny this is. Like, um, So Sarah knows my mom and dad, like, are beyond in love with each other. Like, I don't even know how to explain. Like, I grew up with the best example of what true love really is yes. between a husband and a wife. Me, too, and though. My dad puts my mom above and beyond everything kind of like ed Um, (laughs) yes and she you know they are just like such a good pair and my dad retired finally he's 70 years old he retired finally at 68 and um then my mom had cancer and so they had to go the first year of his retirement when they thought they could travel my sister lives in north carolina they thought they'd be spending a lot of time there and things they couldn't do all of that and so um, but my mom was determined that she was going to do everything that she did before, which was included a lot of shopping. <laughs> my parents liked going to the casino and thrift shopping. And so they, and antique shopping. So they would, you know, go and do those things still. So anyways, now that we've been quarantined and stuff, they can't, all that stuff's closed and they haven't been able to do that. So my mom told me she read her third Ooh. book and is about to start her fourth book. My mom and dad sit down and read every I night. I love it turn off the TV and read together on the couch, each reading their own book. And um, my mom with her MS, one of the things that she was, um, her neurologist uh, suggested she get this machine called a new step. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a stair machine, but it like allows her to kind of use her legs and keep her leg muscles strong. Well, uh, she hadn't been using it like we wanted her to for a long time, even before she had cancer. And my dad cleared out their little exercise room and they got a, bu- a little bike and my mom and dad exercise every night Aww, too now. That is really, really sweet. Which is awesome. I know. And so I just like, I, my mom told me that she read her third book and this is how much of a book geek I am, but I got choked up and like started to cry because my mom doesn't like reading because she's always felt like she wasn't good at it. I know we talked about this yeah. on our last podcast a little bit and. Um, she always encouraged us to read, but she never liked doing it herself. And just to hear that she read three books was just like, it made my heart swell. So it was pretty cool. You know, even with all the bad that comes, there's some good that comes out of this too. And some huge right. life lessons. Um, I know that our family has learned some huge life lessons and how to not only be sympathetic, but empathetic. And also that, you know what, sometimes we can't participate in everything. Sometimes we can't go hang out with our friends, but there's other things and we have each other and this too shall pass. And Right. I think that for Michael was really huge because Sarah's son has like, since he doesn't have siblings, Sarah and Ed have done a really awesome job of making sure that he's involved in a lot of different things and has, I mean, he makes friends on his own. He didn't ever need his parents to help with that, but he, um, it's pretty cool because he's always busy. Like Sarah doesn't have a life <laughs> during the week because she's basically driving him everywhere to all these different things that he does, which is awesome because like my kids have each other and he 
has all of these other people and it's pretty cool and but he's had to sacrifice yeah, all of that with this literally struggled with it like we were at a basketball practice when they told us to go home and the next day school was closed and it's been closed since then <laughs> yeah seriously two um a few days before that um pete and i went to watch him play basketball yeah, yeah. it was literally it was that, that fast yep. and you know when your life changes that quickly and you're in puberty and you know and just be a kid period I mean even for us adults it's 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 huge yeah. so um today I took Leah to the store for the How'd first time and she so she wanted to um she misses yeah. her friends but she it's not quite to the point where I feel like like one of her friends asked her do you want to go to the beach and stuff I'm not quite to the point where I want her to go hang out yeah, with I people agree. Or have people over just yet. I have to be comfortable with it. I know that's not fair for her, but no, I have to but be you're doing the best. It. And I totally, I mean, you want to do what's best for your family and your judgment call. Right. And, um, there's nothing wrong with being a little overprotective. And I mean, there's too many what ifs right now. Right. So she wanted, had an idea. She wanted to get like candy and um, make like, and sunglasses and make like little goodie bags for her four besties. And drop them off for her friends um, at their house so we can say, like, congratulations on the end of school. And Avery has one bestie. She's got a few really good friends, but she's got one bestie named Ava. And she wanted to do a little something for Ava because they're having, like, a fifth-grade graduation clap-out ceremony on Thursday. So she wanted to have something for her. So we went to the store. And first we went to Hobby Lobby because we were – You still there? Leah had a couple ideas. Yeah, I'm here. Um, Hello, Jody. Oh, there you are. Sarah. Okay. So that was funny. That's what we're <laughs> like, people. So we went to Hobby Lobby first, and Leah was like, don't touch me with that. I was like, oh, isn't this cute? Don't stop, stop touching <laughs> stuff, Mom. Don't touch things. You, you should only touch the stuff you know you want. I'm like, well, I can't look at something without picking it up to make sure it's sturdy or whatever. And she was like, I, I don't want you touching anything. We can't, we can't buy anything because other people, who knows who else touched this? And. Um, I said, Leah, I'm going to tell you something. You cannot no. live your life afraid. And as much as I know it's scary, you need and to And if you touch something, don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Right. And I believe they just said that it doesn't live on surfaces there, like that's they what thought. That's hoping. But, but regardless. Change. <laughs> right. Right. And they changed them exactly. so many times. But regardless, she's got her mask on. We wash our hands, and then the, the part that was really scary for her is we both had to go to the bathroom. I don't know what it is about Hobby Lobby, but I get the Barnes and Nobles. Ah, uh, yeah, you Hobby have to Lobby. Pick. Yeah, every time. So, it, just so you know, people, the Barnes and Nobles are whenever I smell a book, I have to go poop. <laughs> so, I don't know what it is about books, book, library, Barnes and Noble, whatever. It's all the same thing. <laughs> right, and I didn't have to call Sarah to go, which means I, it was a healthy one. But anyways. <laughs> So we're walking around Hobby Lobby, and I'm like, Celia, I really have to go to the bathroom. She says, well, I have to pee, and I'm not going to go here. I said, well, I have to go to the bathroom. We're both going to the bathroom. So we got into the bathroom, and she was like, I don't want to go to the bathroom. And I said, I'm like, stop. I will open the door for you. Use your foot to flush it. You're going to – you have to go. You can't walk around here dancing. Right. You have to wash your hands. So we both – Yep. So we both used the bathroom. So basically, like, we got all of that out of the way. And then when we went to the dollar store next to get, like, gift bags and a couple things, and she was fine at the dollar store. So it was like she just needed to get it out of her uh, Yeah, I think the first couple times. I mean, because she's very much in her head. Because And, and right. kids are so intuitive. And, so, you know, Leah's only eight months younger than Mike. So she's at that same age and those same hormones are and and more alert and aware of her surroundings than younger kids are you know so right so Mike hasn't been any no. like that yet was he nervous when you guys went to um Ohio or was he okay once he knew that you he guys was okay were safe he and... my judgment um he's he's really in tune right. with me and um yeah as long as I did but I and he knows me being in the medical field too, so it's kind of like if mom says it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> so right, uh, no, he was very good about that. Um, and we got to bring Braden, who is Elliot's big brother, home with us, and they've been uh, hanging out and pooling it up and able to play like normal kids. 
That's good. But they both needed that, though, because Brayden is the only, you know, Elliot's little and he tries his dangness to get around like the rest of them. But he's been struggling a little bit lately, too. So I know Brayden needed somebody his age to hang out with. Yeah, and... well, he just needed a break, too. I mean, they've been uh, in yep. that trailer in Ohio since, geez, um, I think they left. March. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they've but really isolated like you think the rest of us are isolated most of us can be at least isolated in our own homes they didn't even have that right um that's a huge difference right i just think about like the strong um compassionate children that are going to come out of you know my friend julie who i just spoke to said that exact same thing about michael um yeah really and um she's my neighbor and she was just saying how you know so many life lessons are going to be learned from this and i 100 percent agree and um you know if she comes she has four kids so they have each other but it's still not the same as a friend um and she said that you know he is gonna he's just really gonna you know it's he might not see it now but looking back on this, right. it's going to make him an amazing human being. And I think that's what I keep trying to focus on because I also know as a teacher and just the, all of the other things that kids are exposed to and um, their lives and the other, the horrible side of some people's families and lifestyles and other things that kids are exposed to that make me nervous for the, not having that continuity mm-hmm. of school. And so I keep trying to focus on the good that's going to come of this because there will be good. There will that be. Comes and and it's, so. it's, you know, things are, we're going to get back to a, a new normal. Um, but it, it, this isn't. It might be a better it normal. Might be, this isn't, it. Um, it might be our first rodeo, but this isn't the first time something like this has happened to humans. Um, so it's right. just, and, and it passed and life went on. But it takes time. So. So speaking of um, kind of slowly like easing your kids into things, I was talking, telling Sarah, well, she knows, but I told her I had a good story about my nephew. So my nephew, Dylan, has autism. He uh, is 10 years old and he, my brother always calls it grumpy old man's disease because Dylan is like a grumpy old man that like doesn't want people around and um, snaps at people and things like that. And so we kind of always like tease and laugh with when you know we're we try to put him give him routines and things but there are moments when he still has his meltdowns or you know gets escalated or whatever so ryan thought that it's you know most likely kids are going to be wearing masks at school of some sort and he thought dylan had not been anywhere so he but they discussed that they would slowly ease him into going away and wearing Mm -hmm. a mask and so ryan took him and he convinced him to go to Sam's club with him which was uh, hard enough to, he doesn't want to go shopping or whatever and so he said he would take him to McDonald's on the way and get him a hamburger <laughs> so Ryan orders everything on the app and pays on the app and then just goes to that little spot yeah. and picks it up so Dylan calls hamburgers hangers <laughs> and so he, he only eats plain hangers <laughs> And so Ryan forgot to order it plain. So they bring it up. Because Ryan's the a dad. The mom would not have forgotten. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. So um, he, he, they bring it out to the car and Dylan's like, opens it up and he's like, dad, this isn't plain. <laughs> and Ryan says, oh man, I'm sorry, buddy. I forgot to order it. Let me call. So he calls inside. And Ryan says, this really nice boy named Michael, answer the phone. And he was like, oh, sir, no big deal. I'll bring it right out. So he brings out another bag, and Ryan hands it to Dylan, and Dylan opens it. Well, it's a plain cheeseburger. Oh, still not plain. (laughs) Dylan opens it and goes, this is a cheeseburger. What are these people trying to do to me? This is unacceptable, Dad. And so Ryan, I know this is the best. So Ryan's like, oh, my gosh. He calls back in, and he explains, and he's like, I feel like sometimes I have to, like, say he's like i feel like i say i'm sorry dylan has autism so much. yeah i don't want it to be yeah. an excuse but people then kind of understand right why you're going out of your way to do extra right. things or whatever so anyway so he says to the kid what happened and the kid brings out the hamburger and the boy gets to the car and gives it to ryan and dylan goes i want you to know you are trying <laughs> to kill me you will be fired for this <laughs> this poor kid right 
so then Ryan takes them to Sam's Club, and they're walking around in Sam's Club. And they, well, before they get there in the car, they talked about Ryan always has to like pre-introduce everything to Dylan before they get there, so that he knows exactly what to expect as much as you can and why we're doing things and everything. So Dylan. He, he says, you know, do you know why we're wearing a mask, Dylan? And Dylan says, well, it's because we don't want to die, right, Dad? <laughs> yeah, well, when and you think Dylan about it, says, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and Ryan goes, yep, and we all have germs, and we don't want to give our germs to other people, and we don't want other people to give their germs to us. So Dylan's okay with it, and he calmed down from McDonald's, which was great, because a lot of times once he's escalated, it's hard to get him back to a state of right. calm. So they go in the store, and Ryan, this man comes up to Ryan, and Ryan said he had, like, a North Carolina shirt on. Ryan okay. did. And the man says, like, oh, my gosh, I love that place on your shirt. And he's like, can I take a picture of your shirt to send my daughter? And, well, the man didn't have Holy a Ryan. Dylan goes He, to- like, I swear he attracts I know. People. He makes friends with everybody. I know. I know. So Dylan goes, excuse me, are you trying to kill my dad? <laughs> you don't have on a oh, mask. Dylan. And that's how he talks. I love it. I love it. And Dylan says, um, you are going to die. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Superman. So Ryan's like, I'm so sorry. You know, again, he's got to explain mm-hmm. everything and stuff. So Dylan's starting to get escalated again because that man wasn't yeah. wearing a mask. And he's trying to understand this, right? why do I, why am I wearing one and you're yeah, not wearing one. Dylan. So then they get to the back of the store and Dylan has had enough of this mask and he's just like starts shouting out, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Oh, <laughs> so Ryan said it was hilarious. <laughs> so yesterday I'm out and about and my phone rings with my brother and I answer and he's like, oh my God, Jody, it happened again. I said, what? He goes, Dylan wanted a plane hanger again. So we went, <laughs> we went to McDonald's. He's like, I swear I ordered it absolutely right this time. They don't bring out, they bring him chicken nuggets (laughs) instead of a hamburger. And he just loses his mind. This is unacceptable. (laughs) I can never have McDonald's again. And, you know, just going off the top. And so my niece Genevieve says to him, you know what? You know what, Dylan? I know how to fix it. We're just going to call, they call me Aunt Zsa but we're just going to call Aunt Zsa. And she's a McDonald's expert. (laughs) Because you worth it forever. (laughs) She'll take care of it. <laughs> Dylan had to talk to me on the phone so I could tell him that you I would were a manager. And let them know. So, I mean, come on. Right, I was, but I think that that's like it is unacceptable to, to constantly get people's orders yeah, and wrong. that is kind of silly. I mean, it does happen every now and then, but that was kind of <laughs> kind of ridiculous. But he just—it was hilarious just how he reacted. You know and what? Like, He's reacting like you know, the rest just, of us are reacting on the inside, but don't let it out. Well, because he doesn't, unfortunately, and this is what, not every kid with autism is the same. Right. They, um, I think the saying goes, when you meet one person with autism, you've met one person yeah. with autism. They, autism is so like, unpredictable. M- but Same with my disease. That's the same thing. It's called a snowflake disease because not any one of us yeah. is the same. And it's oftentimes there, there's not as much of a filter mm-hmm. as the rest of us can. Co- we can like consciously put a filter on and um, Dylan can't right. do that. And so, you know, if, if I, like, I remember a, one time he was over at my house and his eye was twitching a little bit. And he thought his eyeball was going oh. to come out. And I had to, like, explain to him. And, you know, at first it was, you are a liar. <laughs> you know, at first. <laughs> it's hard not to laugh when he does it because, but he's not. No, he's funny, serious. So you also have he's to. serious. Yep. And you also have to put your filter on and not laugh because yeah that's it's not funny to him and then you're you don't know your normal emotional reaction to things could escalate him and so you have to be really careful Mm -hmm. with it all but I mean he is a sweet sweet little boy you know like it's hard for him to go you know it's hard to see all the struggles that he has and you know he doesn't understand social cues or um you know he he hits sometimes because he so gets so frustrated he can't get his emotions out And, you know, it's, it's hard to see him struggling like that. And, and he's very high functioning with autism and still has these yes, moments. And that's so, okay. And like I said, I think the rest of us would be saying those same things. Only we do have those filters and I don't know if it's good to have those filters sometimes. <laughs> like, I know. I, I think sometimes we do need to let it out. Yeah. I think it was, I kind of, Dylan's kind of my hero for telling that guy, where's your mask? <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
I know because in my head when I see people with no mask and I think oh your life is more important than yeah, mine pretty much and I like I say it because you're but I say it like not when I'm right in front of the person you know what I mean uh, right because I also don't want <laughs> I don't want people someone to punch me in the face no but or, between you and me like, I don't know have I to pull out when, and shoot me I, mean, I don't out, even know like if I'm driving I've got word rage and you've got people rage <laughs> between the two of us one day <laughs> one day we're gonna get in trouble <laughs> I swear. So I, that may, reminds me, Sarah, tell the story about when we went to Dairy Queen and they did not have what Wait, I wanted. I forget. No. Do you remember? So Sarah and I had gone out like antiquing and stuff and thrifting for like a whole day. Wait, it was, was so this much what fun. you wanted? Had a blast. The one, um, no, because you introduced the, truff, yes. the caramel truffle something. Yeah, I remember, do you remember? Parts of it. And I remember. <laughs> <laughs> But I think you tell it better, but I remember I remember you losing your mind. I was like so disappointed. All I wanted was this one thing. I had talked about it all day to Sarah how good it was. And we said we were gonna hit Dairy Queen and we went to Dairy Queen and I we get there and the girls like, Oh, we don't have any truffle or whatever. Chocolate truffles or whatever. And I'm like, Are you serious? Are you And you were like not gonna get anything else. Like that was it. That was gone. Right, she's like, we can do something. I'm like, nope, we'll just go to a different Dairy Queen then. <laughs> and so then as we're driving to this other Dairy Queen, Sarah's driving, and, like, she might have been a little too close to the person in front of me. Oh, my God, I remember this now. Totally remember this. And I grab the door handle, and I'm like, are you trying to get him to kill me? <laughs> and Don't then I start cracking up, and I'm like, we're all going to die. <laughs> and so we finally get the right Dairy Queen from a different Dairy Queen. Yep, right? yep. And then uh, when we get the right Dairy Queen, finally, I'm like, I have to tell the people at the whole Dairy story Queen what happened at the, the other whole Dairy story. Queen. Yeah, so like I they mean, care, <laughs> right? And they were probably like, "This woman needs to shut up. We've got other people in line." But I was like, not having it. You guys didn't have what I wanted. That really, at the other that really Dairy threw your day off. So you're like, nope, sorry, going to the next one. <laughs> Right, and we had had so much fun, but I just couldn't handle that they didn't have what I wanted. But, and that's kind of like a good example of Dylan. I mean, sometimes we yeah. all feel like that. It's just, he had a good way of saying it. <laughs> he sure did. And sometimes, and just here, like, sometimes he shocks me with what his vocabulary is, like, to tell someone that that's unacceptable. Oh, they, and Yeah. Um, they're brilliant in so many levels. Yeah, um, he, yeah, and he's just a smart little boy that just doesn't learn the same mm-hmm. way other people do. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't have anything to do with how smart you are. No, not at all. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. That's one of the road trips. There's always something that goes on. Something goes wrong. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Somebody it, poops like, their it's pants. Just, it's crazy. Someone walks out of a dressing room without their clothes on. I don't know. Stuff happens. We drive 100 miles an hour on the <laughs> highway and... Um, Arizona. <gasps> yes. Holy cow! And they were gonna. They let us go, but they were gonna. They were gonna right. take us. And they're like, "Well, we'll let you go with a warning." <laughs> we were like, "We're sorry." <laughs> it's a rental car. <laughs> oh my gosh, those were the those days. Were, yeah, we were stupid. We still are. <laughs> yes. Yes, everyone. We really still are. So, well, Sarah, this like does a heart. It good. does a heart good. I can't wait to see you, even if we have to mask up. So, um. I know we we definitely this is I was telling Sarah this is a tough week for me because it's the last week of school and I'm trying to wrap up a lot of stuff I I'm taking classes myself so I have two essays that are due tomorrow by midnight I'm which will start at about 11 I'm o'clock do tonight both of them today. <laughs> I actually I've been I woke up at nine this morning and um, I'm halfway done with nice one because Leah had to go turn her Chromebook in at school oh. today so um at 10 30 so I was like okay I'm gonna get off I'm gonna get started on this one and then I have all of my IEP progress reports to write, and those are very time-consuming. And um, so I have a lot going on this week. So we haven't had a chance. We were trying to figure out when to get together. And then yesterday I went and had a physical for life insurance and all this stuff. And I just – it's hard to figure out because, like I said, I haven't been tested mm-hmm. for anything yet. I don't want to expose you to anything. And that's the kind of the same mentality I have for my mom. So Yeah, and I think, um, like I said, too, and they're getting more brave and um... – you know, once 
we don't have Braden staying with us anymore and stuff like that. We're not, you know, helping another family and stuff like that. We'll, we'll slowly start doing some more of those things. Like, even if it has to be with masks on, you know, and. Or, out, you know, outside hanging out exactly. in the deck or whatever. Exactly. That's pretty. I think the get togethers are just going to have to be different. It's pretty low yeah. risk when you're outside. So. Right. So we'll figure it out. So everybody kind of hang in there this week. Yes. Um, I know a lot of you are finishing up school with your kids and, um, or you may have given up a long time ago and if you did, you know what? I don't blame you. Yep. <laughs> or Sarah, like her school has been done for a couple yes, weeks now. Yes, thank God. And, um, you know, hang in there. We're just starting summer, which is wonderful. And hopefully um, we continue that downward. And you're not alone. We're, on we're all COVID, feeling so. it. We're all going through it. Nobody is alone. So hang tough and... Right. And, um, love to everyone. Hang in <laughs> oh, Goodness, your voice just got really deep. And <laughs> I know I did it on purpose. Oh my God, that reminds me. So last night, one last quickie. Really? That's what he said. Last, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Leah and Avery were driving, and I were driving, and uh, driving home, and we were like, "I said, what's your evil laugh sound like?" And so. I could not imitate Leah and Avery's, but my evil laugh was, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it sounded like Willy Wonka from the chocolate factory. <laughs> and so Leah and Avery decided that that should be everybody's evil laugh. And so now the three of us kept doing it so much that we were laughing hysterically. I thought someone might pee their pants, but they didn't. But, like, it's just little moments like that with your kids. Makes that, a like, difference. Would I have done? I mean, I probably would have done that any other time, too, but. You know, like, that. hopefully they'll yeah, remember that, yeah. you know? Yeah, we're going through a bad time. We can have good times, too. And we can be idiots right. and laugh. And see, that's a good one. We should all come up with an evil laugh for next time. Right. Okay, that's your <laughs> challenge. And you know what? My husband had a really good idea. He wants me and Sarah to invite our moms um, onto the podcast for a little bit just to talk and maybe give their tell their favorite story about us. Because um, we talk about our moms do you so have, much. like, a week? Because my mom's got so many damn stories, it isn't even funny. Well, and Pete was talking about how we can do that and stuff because I said, well, you know what we might have to do is each record separately and then kind of bring them together. Because she'll go on forever. Um, like, you, you do a chat with your mom and I do one with mine or something like that. And then we put it together. Yeah, I was, so we'll have to see how we can I was kind of a work. crazy kid and I spoke my mind. And we've got a lot of examples of that. <laughs> well, they are my favorite. So, And I know my kids would love to hear them. So. Most people do. <laughs> right. Because I think of so, like, well, how I am like, when I was older. And they're like, no, you wouldn't say that. And I'm like, totally not. <laughs> right. But now as you've gotten even like older into your 40s and things like, well, I think I that um, you're becoming 30. Sorry. <laughs> you're becoming less less um, reserved. Oh, yes. I can just yeah, There's just something true about the older you get, the less you care. <laughs> right. And I. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yes, ma'am. Well, all right. Well, we should probably go because we're we've been babbling on for a while. But um, keep tuning in, people. And um, Sarah and I are both gonna practice getting better at our Facebook page and stuff. So yeah, we'll we're, see. we're uh, getting back into the swing of things. So all right, right. well, love you lots. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Love you too. <laughs>